Story number one. Pretty little death wilders. The goddess awakes. Morsova clenched her fist. Suicide bombers, she said, with an undisguised disgust. They have suicide bombers. This was a game-changer, and not the fun kind. For a moment, stunned silence reigned on the bridge of the VBS Archonite. Every crew member stared in horror as the latest development displayed on the ship's data screens. There wasn't any real debris that they could salvage. A few debilitated ships limped weakly over the mass graveyard of the orbiting gas giant. Some of the wreckage was already in the process of plummeting and burning. Other pieces would continue their orbit for a good long while. The awestruck silence was broken by a burst of noise from the comms. This is the UNS Liberty Torch. Come in, Argonite. Captain Tukrai shook off his horror to his duty. This is the VBS Argonite. We hear you, Liberty Torch. What's your status? Alive, but pretty shocked. The captain of the Liberty Torch certainly sounded shocked. I think the fallout is scrambling long-range comms. Alexander isn't responding to us. Tukrai looked at his now frantic bridge crew, who were desperately hating every long-range frequency available. One look at the cry was a pained, apologetic expression. Copy that, Liberty Torch. We're having the same issue here. Any ideas of what to do? The Russia static indicated that the human captain had just sighed deeply. Well, without long-range comms, coordination is going to be an issue. This is the XHS Lone Prayer, said a new, distinctly Zavadi voice. We can try to offset the coordination issue, but it'll still be rough. Tukrai grumbled. Can we just shoot the next wave down? That will be tricky. We aren't kitted out for shields. The human captain sighed again, which they were probably counting on. Sneaky buggers. We should scramble, Tukrai said. If we spread out, they'll do less damage. That's... Liberty's captain sounded very frustrated. Argonite, please be advised that they will probably want us to isolate us so that they can pick us off. It's that, said the lone prayers captain, or we'll all get blown up. There is no time to discuss this. I know, I know. All units scramble. The Queen Admiral was quite displeased. Her face was hardened for a human to read, but anyone could interpret her furious chittering as for a burning rage was. We are scattered, uncoordinated. We're hoping that you'll all have some ideas. Every other command bridge in the fleet was a maelstrom of organized chaos. That could be seen through the background of the comm screens, and also deduced through the comm sense. Mossover could barely think over the noise. We need to speed up our evacuation, the Ofru Admiral said. Even if we can combat this new tactic, we are still running out of time. What I want to know is why they suddenly have shields, the Lackalan Admiral said with a wave of confusion bubbling. It was a trick. It's quite a risky one. The doozy intelligence coordinator rustled her petals thoughtfully. The issue is information, she said. I propose we devote our activities to evacuate, but send drones as close to the moonship as possible. Any amount of information could be massively helpful. Masova made a decision. I agree. Your Majesty, you're going to have to pass the message on for us. She paused, perhaps for a frantic dramatic effect and any practical reason. Then she flicked the switch on a communication panel. 
swapping her channel. Uranus Kali, engage. The Unchained Bombers continue the raids of the Stellar League forces. They aimed for clusters of larger ships, maximizing their damage. Fallout reigned across the system without any instinctive hive mind of the body. Communication would have been impossible. Even then, it was difficult. But the League rallied. Slowly, their orders spread and were obeyed. Each ship made a beeline for the nearest of the three inhabited planets. On the ground, efforts were hurried. Military and medical ships landed in swarms to take every risk back they could. When these miniature arcs could take no more, they sped off into the safety of the dark space. Other ships flanked them, trying to shoot down the oncoming bombers. Eventually, the last returned to normal tactics. Their damage was done. The League's forces were badly rattled, and having giant holes punched in their lines, firefights broke out across the system once more. Zipping amongst the carnage were tiny intelligence drones. They took every scrap of data they could and beamed them back to the mothership, amplifying the signals tenfold in more desperate attempt to overcome the fallout's effect. More got through than remote pilots expected. With every passing moment, the apocalyptic moonship drew ever closer. Drone after drone flung themselves towards her, desperate for any scrap of data that could tell the League something, anything, about their foes. Most were destroyed before they could get too close. The whole thing was somewhat reminiscent of the flies and a weird shield. Some, however, made it closer. The administrators of each inhabited planet were all furiously crunching numbers. The results weren't good. Many, many people would not escape their doomed worlds. They needed more time. Paya Marani did not necessarily take joy in the proceedings. She felt satisfied, yes, victorious even, but not joyful. Every death stung. This was a necessity of her people were to survive. She'd known from the moment of her coronation that her paws would end up very, very bloody. Success felt good, but it was still painful. One of the battleships suddenly stopped signaling the moonship. Murani's eyes narrowed. Someone find out what just happened, she barked. Did they come just get taken out? The technician who spoke up was rather young to be in the Royal Command Center. Predictably, he was terrified. No, 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 my war queen. There are five backup systems. They c can't go offline all at the same time. Murani glanced at his ID badge. Balvasari 0841-19. He had a surname and a serial. Well, he was clearly more than she seemed. Well then, Vasari, can you explain this some other way? Uh, um, Vasari glanced back at the data screen. The only reasonable explanation is that the ship itself was down, but I'm not sure how the League could get taken down instantaneously like that. That was the obvious conclusion. Marani didn't like it. That wasn't Vasari's fault. Well, she'd left him in his task, and it was her intelligence agents that she'd have to have a word with. She glowered at the screen. As she watched, the destroyer went down as just as the battleship had. Something was wrong. What the? Captain Tecry stared at the gigantic ominous battleship before him suddenly went motionless. The cause was somewhat obvious. Her engines had just backfired. Generally, when the dark engine backfires, it implodes and vanishes into dark space. The problem was that dark space engines don't tend to spontaneously implode. There is no sign of the culprit anywhere. He glanced at the ship nearest the Argonite to see if the crew would react. 
Her own captain glanced at the Argonite. They resembled a pair of motorists looking at each other in confusion after something bizarre happened on the road ahead of them. Of course, no one could see this. A few minutes later, the last destroyer went down. Then another. To cry, shook off his confusion, far be it for him to question a miracle while he was trying to evacuate a planet. This could buy them the sliver of time they needed. This is the Argonite. Continue shielding evacuees. Argonite, this is the lone prayer. What the hell just happened? Not a clue, lone prayer. Not a clue. Sir! One of the cry's radar technicians waved him over in alarm. Sir, something just appeared on the scan. Decry leant over the technician's shoulder to see her scan. An unknown ship appeared on the display. She was very small, probably a fighter of some kind. Can we hail them? Decry asked, standing up straight. Um, the head of the comms looked very confused. Sir, they're hailing us. A moment later, the message came through. This is the UNS Kali, command ship of the Night Witcher's squadron. Close ranks, we'll take the big ones. UNS? United Nations ships? What the frick was a night witch? Liberty Torch, are you there? Tukrai asked. Yes, we are. The human captain sounded mildly amused. If you're wondering, Kali is a human deity. She's a goddess of war and destruction of evil. An apt name, Tukrai supposed. Somehow the stealth ship was making the last most powerful ships just stop working. And if she was just a command ship, then there was more of her doing the exact same thing. I can't help but notice that we weren't told about these additional ships. Neither were we, but I'm not surprised. I figured that some kind of special forces would be brought into the mess. Of course, if nobody in the League knew about the witches, then the last wouldn't be able to discover them by spying. The cry really didn't like it, but it made sense. Well, we heard the Kali, all ships close ranks and protect the evacuees, minimize combat. The Argonite began to shift the line with new orders. Decry fixed his eyes on the screen. Now that they knew about the Kali, they could watch as she and her sisters were doing. Kali weaved in and out of view, dancing around much bigger ships and dodging the shots with ease. She was a nimble little thing. It didn't seem like she had much armor plating. How could she be at that size? So she really needed all of that speed. But how was she doing a task? How was she disabling the ships over a thousand times the size? To cry, watched, keen to know. Kali maneuvered herself closer and closer to the edge of one hawking destroyer. She was too close. You'd think that she was trying to board. Or maybe to land on the hull instead. She was making a beeline for the huge engine vents that propelled the larger ship through space. She did not strike the Decry as a good idea. But the heat and the radiation of the giant engines were putting out could easily fry a ship's electronics. Especially the electronics of a ship that had almost no armor. Ali, please be advised that you are well within the danger zone of the ship's engine vents. To cry couldn't keep the concern out of his voice. Kali did not respond, presumably because she was well aware of the danger she was in, or possibly because her crew were a bit preoccupied with the perilous flight. She was practically inside the vent now, closer than any sensible captain would even steer their ship. Then she fired. The moment her shot left her hull, Kali was flaring her engines and jetting off to a much safer distance. The shot flew straight down the middle of the engine vents, right into the heart of the ship's dark engines. A moment later, the destroyer stopped moving. 
to cry, let out a hooting laugh. His first mate looked at him in alarm. Sir, I think they just fired a mini-nuke into the engine. A nuke going off inside the dark engine's containment field will make the whole thing implode. The first mate ran some mental calculations. Sir, that's an almost impossible shot. Kylie would have to hit the engine just right, and she can't see the engine to aim. She just have got lucky. Yes, I'm aware, but do you think that she and her little friends have only attacked the ones that have gone down? Oh. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell us that these ships are firing radioactive artillery into the thrusters of the last larger ships? Yes. Yes, I do. The Queen Admiral stared at Mosova, stunned. That'd be destabilize the engines if you got lucky about it, we suppose, but uh, how close have you got to get to make that shot? Mosova's answer was a wince. Uh-huh, so you have a squadron of secret stealth ships flying absurdly close to the thrusters of high-energy dark engines so that they can throw radioactive material into said engines and hope that they'll hit the engines just right to cause an implosion. That about sums it up, yes. It's an efficient way to take out ships without wasting energy. If you have a good enough shooter, and less big ships than the last have, the better. Your race has a full free will, don't they? Did you have to conscript some people to do this? No, they agreed to do it freely because, uh, and I'm quoting the captain of one of the ships here, Frick, the last, and if they're not playing fair, then we're not either. We agree with the sentiment, but uh, not exactly the wording. Paya Marani purred as she realized what was happening. Clever bastards. She looked at a new friend Vasari and then shut it under her gaze. How close are we to the first inhabited worlds? Vasari checked the map. We're, we're close as ideal, my war queen, but uh, we c c could start charging now. Marani took a deep breath. Do it. The cover of the apocalyptic weapon began to move. The cries face fell. Oh no, we're out of time. You're not yet, Argonite, the captain said of the Liberty Torch. We have a few short cycles still. Yes, I'm aware, to cry a snap, but we're not going to get everyone off the planet in time. A rush of defeated sighing static. I, I know. You don't have to say, just... We're going to get every civilian we can afford off-world. You try and stop these small ships that caused all this wildfires at Blossom's Apex. Copy that. I hope the sunset isn't your last. Good luck to you, Argonite. The line went dead. Decry pondered the situation. They had taken out many, many lost ships, and the Night Witches had found a way to disable the Dark Engines. A way that they could only be used to fall hardy enough to try it. The last were probably foolhardy enough. Between them, the forces of the Stellar League had probably saved tens of millions of lives. But in the sheer mathematical terms, they were going to be billions more they just couldn't save. Thus, their forces had taken a huge hit. Why? Why the hell was this happening? Why had these tenacious, murderous monsters and their seemingly endless supply of ships dropped out of the stars to lay waste to their worlds? The questions burned in his stomach, then an idea popped into his head. He looked over to the still disabled destroyers. It almost certainly had an auxiliary power source that would keep the crew alive. It had also taken quite a substantial beating. They were dense in the hull, exposed by the practically peeled armor plating, the scorch marks across it. 
an idea developed. Lone Prayer, are you up for a tactical maneuver? It was a quiet and fateful idea. End of chapter 5